Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I want to pick up on something that we talked about at the end of the show yesterday because it's an interesting topic and an awkward topic, and there's an update to the topic. I'm talking about that awkward situation developing in the Rams locker room, a situation we only know about thanks to the Morning After podcast, a.k.a. the Kelly Stafford podcast. Now, if you missed any of that, here is what she said about the challenges her old man, Matthew Stafford, is facing in connecting with a very young locker room. Kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league a long time, right? We've been talking about this. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. And they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. You know, they're young, they're learning. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect. Because in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice, you'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower, people would be playing cards, people would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing, you know, but they're they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a, a tournament going on doing something, you know, like they're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. They say like, sir to him and shit. he's like, no, 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 we're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. Like, let me get to know you. They say like, sir and bleep. Let me tell you something. That That's some kind of clip. I mean, even a day later, that thing hits even harder. That clip got my attention right away, but even more so the next day. It's an attention-grabbing clip. It's spicy. It's direct. It's not vague at all. There is no gray area in that clip. That is the wife of a Super Bowl-winning quarterback just spilling the tea on what's going on in that locker room in real time. And that in and of itself is kind of unusual. So unusual that it made me ask, what exactly is going on here? I mean, that's a really aggressive take. Is there more to this? Are the Staffords pissed off right now? And more importantly, what do the rest of the Rams think about this? And what does Rams leadership think about this? Kind of a wild bleep storm to stir up right before the season starts. Which is why Kelly is taking some heat this week. And it's why the GM Les Snead and the head coach Sean McVay had to address it yesterday. Now personally, I would rather hear from Matt himself. Matthew on this. Or actually any of the players under the age of 30. Any Rams under 30, feel free to step up and clear the air on this. Or the quarterback himself, who apparently is having all this trouble connecting to the younger players. I haven't heard from any of the players yet. The old guy or the young guys. The ones that matter, right? None of them are talking. Yet I did hear yesterday from the GM. It's a big less need house. I'm a big less need guy. I am. Here is Les attempting to address the situation. First of all, I don't, I don't think Matthew has a problem connecting with his teammates. And when you're in a football building, especially when training camp starts, you go down to Irvine. I mean, you're that's a, it's the locker room small, and you're squished in there, and and it's a it's a very intimate workplace, and probably as intimate and 
uh it's a, if you listen to hall of fame speeches right a lot of times the players will not necessarily mention missing games or, or things like that they'll say they miss the the relationships that are built in those locker rooms and in and around the locker rooms like even with equipment people but every year is different uh each team is different and 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 even when there is continuity that there are probably different phases of, of life yo my man Thank you so much for clearing that up. Next time, maybe pop a few croutons into that word salad. That way it'll go down even easier. I mean, it started definitively enough, right? I mean, the only thing missing from the start of that was, please, please. First of all, or first off, I don't think Matthew has a problem connecting with his teammates. Please, please. Very definitive. Very definitive at the top. In fact, just as definitive as Kelly's claim, but in the exact opposite direction. Here is our disconnect. Here is our problem. Here is the awkwardness. Kelly was salty about that disconnect. And there was no word salad in her response. She made it really clear what was going on. Less is a little less salty at the idea of a disconnect, but he said it. No, there's not a problem here. So in other words, what we have here is a disagreement. The quarterback's wife is saying something is happening, and the quarterback's boss is saying, no, it's not. (laughs) In other words, what I'm saying is, I'm just glad that I'm not Matthew Stafford right now. Because you know what question is coming for him next. Hey, Matthew, who's right your boss or your wife, because they're saying two totally different things. Matthew, who is it? Who's right? Your boss or your wife? Think carefully now. You can take a minute before you answer. Good luck with that one, brah. Let me rephrase that question for you, in fact, Matthew. Who's right? Your boss or your actual boss? The one at home. Now, Sean McVay had the best way of all to address this. And I'm not surprised. It's a really smart dude, and this is a really smart angle. I don't buy it, but it's a really smart angle. It definitely was smarter than completely disagreeing with the quarterback's wife. Here's how Sean McVay tried to play this. Oh, I'm not concerned because I think, uh, if you know Kelly, I, I took that as more of a joke at the old man. And I'll be honest, there's a couple throws that he made during training camp where I wanted to say yes, sir, to him as well. So uh, he's done a great job being able to, I mean, if you've watched and if you've come out to camp, this guy's done a phenomenal job of leading, connecting with his teammates. Um, and that is, I, I think it's one of those deals that becomes a fun narrative in a in a dead period. And and I know Kelly well enough to know that she was probably taking a good old rib at uh, at the old man as, as her husband's getting older playing, but... This guy's done a phenomenal job. Smooth. Smooth, man. That's why Sean McVay is Sean McVay. He's that smart and that smooth. So there it is. It was just a joke. She was just kind of pimping her old man. (laughs) Just kind of poking fun at the old man. That's all it was. Nothing to see here. Keep moving. Just a joke that everybody got wrong or misconstrued that nobody understood. Just some dead news right before the season starts. This is why Sean McVay is the ultimate New Age communicator. A clever, clever way out. 
if it was at all believable. Unfortunately, Sean, we have the audio. But you know what? Make up your own mind for your own selves. To me, Kelly's not joking. To me, she's not messing around. To me, she does not sound like she's ribbing her old man. Listen once again to what she had to say, and you tell me if it sounds like she's making a joke. Kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league a long time, right? We've been talking about this. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. And they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. You know, they're young. They're learning. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect. Because in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice. You'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower. People would be playing cards. People would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing, you know? But they're, they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a, a tournament going on doing something. You know, like, they're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. They say like, sir to him and shit. he's like, no, 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 we're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. Like, let me get to know you. Yeah, that doesn't sound like joking to me. If that's a joke, why am I not laughing? Do I just not get the joke? Or is it not a joke? She's not joking. Man, that's serious. <laughs> that's downright spicy. That is some legit mom and dad energy right there. And everybody loves mom and dad, but nobody wants mom and dad in the locker room with them, monitoring their behavior after practice and judging their phone use. How do I know? I've lived that life. I have kids. And none of us, not me and not them, are about that life. So when I listen to her clip, I think two things. One, she's not joking. And two, I totally get why the young dudes don't want to hang out with them. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. All of which puts Matthew in a rough, awkward spot heading into the season. A season that already looked like it was going to be miserable for Matthew. And now it sounds like it might be pretty lonely as well especially if he sides with his boss and against his wife on this one. So, Matthew, once again, what's it going to be? Who's right? Your boss or your wife? Again, take your time, bro. Choose carefully. Normally, this is where somebody interjects with, there is no wrong answer. Except in this case, I'm going to say, there is no right answer. Like, you've got the sanctity of the locker room, the whole what you see and hear here stays here. That's obviously not the case. Then you have the sanctity of the marriage. Happy wife, happy life. And unless she decides to jump on the grenade for the good of all involved, and she doesn't strike me as the type, I could be wrong, but unless she's willing to do that, she's not going to be happy if he contradicts everything she just said, because where do you think she got it from? Him. Again, awkward. 
Then again, think about it for a minute. When you were 20, or maybe you are 20, a 35-year-old might as well have been 305, right? Hey, Matt, listen, I got some advice for you. I know you're not asking me, but you're going to get it anyway. If you can't beat them, join them. Here's the truth. Nobody talks to anybody anymore. If you want to communicate with your teammates, get a Snapchat account. Snap face. Then they'll talk to you. I've made the point on this show quite a bit recently that I couldn't get my two sons to return any texts. So then I downloaded the Snapchat app, and they always get right back to me. I told Todd Trigiano when she was kind of bemoaning the fact that I'm not hearing from rogues. I'm like, did you snap him? She said, no. I'm like, give me your phone. Give me your phone. This is a perfect example. Yeah, but he's right next to me. What, so you think he's going to talk to you? If your kid is sitting right across the dinner table from you and you want to engage your kid, snap him. Even if you're having dinner together. Yeah, but Jimmo's, I'm looking right at him. I'm looking in his eye saying, Logan, Logan, Logan. He's not responding. You know why that is, sweetheart? You didn't snap him. Snap him. Snap face. Matthew, try it. Download Snap. Snap these dudes. They'll get back to you. You know what the Rams need to do? They've got to get their QB1s back with it. You can't take their phones away. They're grown-ass men. You can't have a fishbowl on the sideline and make them leave their phones in. That's not going to work. But you can be clever with it. I'll tell you what you can do. What you can do is cut the Wi-Fi. What you can do is get a signal scrambler in the locker room. What you can do is turn the player's lounge into an escape room and lock Stafford in there with all the rooks. And then just mix in like this massive team bonding event like Adult Hell Week. Lock them in SoFi for a weekend. No phones, no TVs, no YouTube. Just paintball, a talent show, an obstacle course, trust falls, campfire stories. I don't know. But you got to do something. You got to do something. Hey, Rams, it's not my job to tell you how to do your job. And right now, your guy is wishing he was back in Detroit. It's that bad. It's that bad. I mean, she said it herself. Back in the old days. Yeah, you know, back in the old days. When he got his head beaten in every Sunday while he was with the D. They but say again, like, sir to him and shit. He's like, no. They say sir to him and bleep. Again, what are you going to do? The wife said, this is how it is. And the GM said, no, it's not. So if you're the quarterback, who's right? Whose side do you take? Your boss or your real boss? I mean, honestly, if he says, you know, she was just kidding around. No, she wasn't. <laughs> Ultimately, I think that's their best play. But does she sound like she's kidding? No. Come on. Come on with that. And if she's kidding and says, you all just don't get the joke, what's that do for her podcast and her brand, which she cares about, obviously? He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. I'm w- yeah, like I'm waiting for the laugh track. I'm ready for the punchline. <laughs> Good one, Kel. She meant it. And she didn't formulate that opinion on her own, all right? They've had conversations. 
This is who he wakes up with. This is who he goes to bed with. This is who he has dinner with. And by the way, check her downloads. It worked. Sounds very real to me. All right, so if you want to weigh in on that, go right ahead. 1-800-636-8686. What do you do if you're Matthew? Again, he's stuck in a really tough spot, a really awkward spot, because his wife is saying one thing and his boss is saying another. I could have started with the Colts. Man, this Jonathan Taylor thing is ugly. Normally saying something sucks is not a take. It's just not. It's lazy. It's lame. I've got no time for it. But Chris Boward came right out yesterday and said, man, this whole thing sucks. And I'm going to allow it. He's right. It does suck for everybody. So we'll get into that topic, too, a little bit later on. Got an awesome, awesome podcast, which I pushed out yesterday. The reason it's so awesome is ESPN analyst, former Alabama quarterback, Greg McElroy came on. And he was dropping a lot of knowledge. We got you ready for the first real week of college football and the entire season, in fact. So I want to reset that for you. There's some really good info there. How about Jimmy G taking a run at Kyle? Jimmy G never says Jack. Then again, if I was as handsome as that guy, I'd never open my mouth either. But he took a run at Kyle. Given how well run the 49er organization is, they're taking some this week. So I want to hit that too. Before I go to break... Let's see if there's any worthwhile reaction. Hi, Jim. There is no way in hell Matthew Stafford is okay with his wife, Kelly Blabford, talking about this on a podcast, joking or not. Say less, lady. Bella being Calgary. I don't know, Bella. I don't know. You know, this is not a one-off. This is not some anomaly. She has strong takes. She has strong opinions. She has her own platform. I don't think this is surprising to him. Nor do I think that he's going to tell her, be quiet. I'd love to hear anything from this guy. What, what is it, Matthew? She says there's an issue. Your GM says there's not an issue. You're the one who knows, dude. What is it? College football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code ROME. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just 5 bucks on college football. That's code ROME only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be present in state where lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions to apply. Joe Montana. Joe, my guy. How you doing, legend? 
Mr. Rome, I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great, Joe. I'm doing great, and it's always good to visit with you. Always has been. I'm going to talk to you about your whiskey collection in a moment, but let me ask you this first. I know you were in Dublin where you saw your beloved Fighting Irish Hammer Navy in front of thousands of Notre Dame fans. How amazing was the atmosphere, and then how do you think the Irish are going to do this season? Well, it was pretty crazy over there. We had a great time. We had our whole family, um, which was wonderful to be able to share uh, them. We, you know, we have a lot of um, <clears throat> Notre Dame people in our family here. We, my two girls uh, and an older son went to Notre Dame. Um, my older son's fiance now went to uh, also was at Notre Dame. So it was great having everybody over there, and it was crazy. It was a home game for Notre Dame by far. I mean, the stands were full of Irish fans, and um, it almost wasn't fair. And I think I think they I think they're going to be okay. They got a good, uh, pretty good looking team. Um, got a couple. Uh, I saw preseason All Americans um, there, so um, uh, I think they're going to be okay. The quarterback looked pretty good. They finally turned him loose there. I, was watching in the beginning. I think they were being a little careful. I was going, God, I can't let them play that defense. You got to let him throw. And um, they, so um, I think they're off to a good start. Uh, they got they got some pretty good teams coming up, and um, those will be the real test. I think you're right, Joe. Sam Hartman started to do Sam Hartman things, and then they look great. So why don't we move on to the pros? Joe, you made some headlines this week based on an interview with menshealth.com where predictably they asked you what people always ask you, who's the greatest quarterback of all time, except this time you answered it a little bit differently. You made the distinction between the, quote, greatest of all time and the best of all time. To you, what's the difference between those two things? Well, I, I think um, they're, they're pretty close, Jim, to be honest with you. It's just that there's a little differentiation that I think that some people just don't get their due. And um, if you look at the changing of the eras that they played in and what they did, and, you know, people judge the greatest by winning and winning Super Bowls, and um, that's all fine and dandy. But there are some guys that, you know, definitely um, – had a tremendous, tremendous career that gets kind of left behind. And I just think Dan Marino is one of them. Um, uh, he was one of those guys that when he was on the field, I, you know, I got off the bench to watch. And he put him in today's game with some of these receivers that are around. And, you know, if you look at Cooper and Clayton and those guys, not very big. And the accuracy you have to have to throw the types of throws that they made in that offensive style at the time – and, you know, it wasn't as easy getting off the ball. Danny's probably got one of the best, quickest releases and uh, one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've seen play the game. And um, obviously a great friend since uh, we um, the 84 Super Bowl and um, been great friends since. But I, I just go and I watch some of his film when I have an opportunity when they, and that shows up on somewhere and I just it just amazed me just to watch him play the game and uh quick release like I said accurate and uh would love to see him right now he I mean look how many yards he put up how many touchdowns he threw for back then imagine him playing right now like I it's ridiculous it's so interesting Joe I love what you just said that when you played that was one guy you got off the bench to watch I think that's incredible praise and let me ask you this Joe so if we have these categories the best 
and the greatest. Let me just jump in and add a third one for you. How about most clutch? Or who would get your vote as the clutchest quarterback of all time? <laughs> um, oh, my. That was a tough one. Say it, my That's man. Say uh, it or I will. <laughs> I can't say that. Freaking you, Joe. <laughs> no. Freaking you, Joe. Freaking you, Joe. Four Super Bowls, never lost. And if I need to win one game and I have one guy that I need to go the length of the field, it's you, Joe. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You got it. I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. Hey, let me ask you, is there anybody right now, so you mentioned that that's one guy you'd get off the bench to watch. Is there anybody when you watch the game right now that reminds you of you? Yeah, I never try to watch guys like, you know, make those comparisons, Jim. It's really hard. Everybody has their own style, and when I talk to younger kids, I go, don't try to be like somebody else. Be what you can be, the best you can be, and want to be better than that person. Don't try to be like him and want to be like him. You want to be better than that person. And and that's, you know, you, we all have our own style. Well, you know, I need a lot of my body to throw the ball um, to where I need it to be. Some guys – like Danny, quick release, just use a little torso. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the same way. Um, and then there's the freaking Kansas City Mahomes. He can throw it any way he wants, left-handed, behind the back, whatever. Um, fun to watch. And um, so I, I, I don't really pick anyone to, to try to say, well, he reminds me of me. I just I try to enjoy these guys for what they do um, and, and uh, say, hey, nice job. I love watching you play. I got you. Joe, you know, you and I over the years, we talk food, we talk drink. I'm going to ask you about your whiskey in one second. Just one more thought. I'm curious what you think about Trey Lance. Does he look to you like a guy that is ultimately going to be a great NFL quarterback, or do we just still not know enough to know? I don't think yet. I don't think there's enough to know yet. I don't think the, the biggest thing I think with Trey is there was so much pressure on the way he was drafted and how much they gave up and, how fast can he play? And they, they pushed him along. I don't, I don't think he was a real fit for that offense. I mean, if you go back in college and watch where he came from, it, you know, this is a pocket offense, and it's played from the pocket. You get Those guys get outside the pocket only because they get forced out and, and try to make a play. And I don't, I don't think he had that understanding when he, he's a, he was a run, read option kind of guy. And I think Mike will spend a lot of time with him down in Dallas. I think it's going to be a good change. It's a pressure off of him and pressure off the 49ers. So I, I think it made a lot of sense to ha- make that happen. Um, and they gave him a couple chances there in the last couple games to try to get um, him some more playing time. But, you know, just it, he just doesn't look comfortable there. And I'm sure he felt the pressure that, you know, this was do or die. And I think the 49ers felt the same way, and that's um, why they let him play a little bit more and try to give him uh, the opportunity. But I just think they never got comfortable with it. Hall of Famer Joe Montana, my guest. All right, Joe, big day for you. You've teamed up with Gold Bar Whiskey for a limited edition Joe Montana Whiskey Collection. What can you tell me about the Joe Montana Whiskey Collection, and then how can we add it to all of our collections? Well, the first batch, number 273, is released uh, September 15th, uh, the opening of the visitor, visitor Center here. The nice thing about um, being with Gold Bar, we had tremendous time doing this and, and getting the blends, but it's also local. 
It's a, a Bay Area company. It's located on Treasure Island, the visitor center here. We'll welcome everyone to come out here. It also opens on September 15th. And um, the, uh, goldbarwhiskey.com will, can catch up with all the news and when it's released and who's going to be carrying it. Um, but it was a lot of fun doing it. Uh, the two blends are different. And I look forward to getting people's feedback on which one they prefer. And um, there's also a, a fun little patch that comes along with it that you just tap on your phone. It will connect you to a video of me um, making a drink called the Golden Joe um, and uh, show you all the ingredients and, and how to make it. So it's been fun doing it. It's been fun with the blend and uh, getting the things and uh, to taste the way that, that I like. And um, it's going to be going to be fun to be a part of it's uh already been a kick and uh, we we can get you some jim no worries good i'd love to hear that i was gonna say joe it sounds <laughs> like a blast and if our listeners and our viewers want more information they want to go to goldbarwhiskey.com really quickly joe have you always been a whiskey man or is that something you came to a little bit later in life i came to a little bit later in life but i have a really good friend who um is crazy about whiskeys bourbons scotches and as he kind of got me started down that path, and um, this was this was just um, an idea that came up, and it really, uh, really was fun to do, and um, I enjoy it, and so hopefully everyone else does, and. Uh, um, Get it out there and get ready for the start of the season with it. I love and it. Enjoy I, it for- I love it. I was going to say, Joe, I'm not just singing. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to participate. Joe Montana today launching the whiskey collection. Joe Montana's very own, in fact. It's awesome. Hey, Joe, appreciate you so much. Appreciate the friendship. Congratulations on that launch, and I know we'll do it again soon. I appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for your time. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? V in the fee. Cutting the line, going right to the front. Yo, what's up, V? Rome Town Buffet. What's up, my pimp? What's up, dude? Yo, I just got to reset that disturbing story from yesterday about that fat whale putting a gun in her gut and sneaking it past the White Sox security. I think the most disturbing part of that story is that the fats that listen to this show are going to try and do the same thing. For example, Altuve has been a weapon for the Astros, so we know Sean Penderfat is going to try to fit him under his gut. Also, Caleb's too nice of a guy to bring a gun to hurt someone, but he has been hiding that unused 9mm in his pants for quite some time now. But by far the biggest offender, literally the biggest offender, is going to be Jeffrey the Hutt in Richmond. That fat slob could fit a whole fleet of bazookas in his gut. I don't mean the weapon. 
This blimp has been storing used bazooka gum in his chest. Jim, I saved the chewed gum in my fat sweat because it gives it a little more flavor, Jim. This moron has more chewed up gum under his fat than the Seattle gum wall. Another thing that disturbed me, too, was this whole Matthew Stafford thing and him and his wife crying about how he can't connect to the young players, which is kind of, kind of similar to that old bag, Aya Fraudy, who can't connect to the younger listeners. Hey, Aya Fraudy, you can't connect to your Wi-Fi. Which you're going to connect to us. See, guys like Matthew, Aya Fraudy, and the old fart, Stenson Bennett, blame the age group for the lack of rapport. But what really happened is they're just corn, corny, lame, idiotic losers. Hey, at least you get called Sir Matthew. I have Freddy only gets called Sir when he's being served papers. Sir, looks like you missed another alimony payment there. Hey, alimony Freddy. <laughs> Damn, Romeo. I know cut day was earlier this week, but I'm always down to slice up some tools. Be in the seat. Oh, wait. War Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson leading my Vikings to the Super Bowl. Thank God Ed Donatello's gone. Be in the fee. Out. Now you can rack him. Unless there's something you want to add to that, V. This kid is so funny, man. He is just all over the map. All over the place. Let's go to Houston. Daniel in Houston. It's good to have you. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Romy Rome. Thanks for the line. Just stepping out, uh, grabbing grabbing some lunch here. Look, I just want to defend Kelly, man. She's super tough. You know, uh, survived cancer, you know, went through all this stuff. Now, you know, she says something that's not so smart for the morale of the team, and she's getting beat up. That's great. Um, you know, so sorry that happened to her. What I do, what I do want to say, Rome, is uh, the Vikings, former Lions, Hawkinson, thanks for overpaying for that guy. Appreciate you, Vikings fan. Raymond in Detroit. Raymond, good to have you. What's going on? Nothing much, Jim. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, Kelly Stafford with her podcast and ranting and raving against uh, people uh, bagging on Matthew Stafford. She did it a lot in the local uh, uh, media, and that's the reason why he really didn't connect with the fans here. And Rams fan, this is just a glimpse of what you have to deal with with Kelly Stafford. All right, Raymond, appreciate that. So Raymond's like, hey, man, this is what we saw for years. Why don't we talk for a minute about the Niners? All right. And we have been talking about them, but there's still more. For one of the best run and most successful franchises in all of pro sports right now, and they are that to me, the Niners are taking a lot of heat, though. They're bodying shrapnel, they're eating curb, they're getting annihilated on the X on the daily. You know, and to a certain extent, they do deserve it, right? I've even said it myself. That Trey Lance situation is an all-time disaster. One of the worst draft day moves in the history of the league. And that's not even a take anymore. That's just a fact. I think if we can all agree on one thing, and there's no one thing we can all agree on, we can all agree on that. That was a disaster, a catastrophe. Because Trace's Frisco arc is over and done with. It's in the past. That is now past tense so you could talk about that as one of the single worst draft day moves and top five picks in the history of the shield he's gone it's not a matter of whether or not it's going to work out for the 49ers or he's going to develop 
It's not a matter of whether or not it's going to work out for the Niners. It didn't. He's gone. Now, he may ultimately develop into a starting quarterback in the NFL. He may ultimately develop into a good quarterback in the NFL. Maybe. But we can unequivocally say already it was a straight catastrophe for the Niners because he's gone. It didn't work. So they were always going to take some heat for that. And they should. But man, are they taking heat for that. Even from within the fraternity. Even from a dude who was, up until about five months ago, still a member of that team. Even from a dude who was in that quarterback room. A dude who really doesn't have anything to say about anything ever. Yet there was Jimmy G winding up for a windmill dunk. In fact, when you think about this guy and what he says and generally doesn't say, that was a windmill dunk from the free throw line on his head coach. And he hung from the rim for like two hours. That cracked me up. Check out Jimmy G throwing shade at Lobster Jr. in a Sports Illustrated interview. What did you make of the the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Just to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> I think it's been messy. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Damn, Jim. Go off. I love that he went with the art of the turnaround. If you don't want to ask a question, throw it back in the interviewer's face. How do you think they handled it? Hmm. How do you think they handled it? How do you think they've handled them? Throw it down, big man. Let's go put a couple of points up on the scoreboard for the most handsome guy in the league. How often do you really see a starting quarterback dunk on a head coach unprovoked, especially when that starting quarterback generally has nothing to say about nothing? Pretty incredible. Although I'm sure that Jimmy would say that it wasn't unprovoked. I'm sure Jimmy would say it was very provoked because remember, Jimmy was the guy that they drafted Trey Lance to replace because they felt that Jimmy was not good enough to get that team where they wanted to go. And here's the thing. Frisco was right about that. I've got no problem with that part of it. They were right to make an aggressive move for a potential franchise quarterback. The rest of the pieces were in place. The timing was exactly right. It was the correct call because they could never fully count on Jimmy G to be available and stay on the field. So I don't have an issue with them trying to upgrade or take the big swing. They just blew the pick. They turned that pick into an all-time botch job. They tried to replace Jimmy by mortgaging the future for a pick And that pick turned into a giant disaster who didn't even make it to a third season on their roster. That's why Jimmy is out here spiking the ball right in Kyle Shanahan's face. And that's why the Niners media immediately ran those comments right over to Kyle during his presser yesterday. Jimmy now commenting on it or Trey and showing up in Dallas. Do you pay attention to any of that? And do you think all that's over? And are you relieved if you have this kind of rotating thing over with right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I try not to pay attention outside of here. I try to deal with the people in here that I have to deal with. Um, and I have felt very good about that. 
Um, I, I did see Trey. I was happy to watch him actually while I was eating lunch with his press conference in Dallas. And Trey is as real as it gets. And that's how he talks in here. That's how he is every day. So uh, it was cool to see him handle that the right way. And um, he did seem genuinely kind of happy. And uh, I feel he's in a good position to move on and do better there. Um, you know, Jimmy, <laughs> the comments are the comments. I'm really not concerned about his comments. I mean, dude, you shouldn't be. Lobster Jr. should not be concerned about Jimmy's comments. But he sounds a little concerned about Jimmy's comments. He answered the question about Jimmy with a long Trey Lance response. And then circled back to Jimmy and said, I'm not really concerned about that. And yes, quote, comments are the comments. And yeah, totally fair comments. Pretty harsh, given who it is and what he said. Pretty spicy, given who it is and what he said. But I can't say that he's wrong. Hell, Kyle didn't even say that Jimmy was wrong because he's not wrong. I mean, I've said it over and over again because it's true. The Niners have done almost everything right under John Lynch and Junior Lobster. They have been an amazing organization. They're a winning machine. Their offensive system is the overwhelmingly most popular and widely used and copied system around the league. The defense has been the standard for years, and they have pumped out head coaching candidates left and right from that staff. You can make an argument that it's actually the best-run franchise in the NFL, and you might be right. Nobody can take any of that from them, but having said all that, it can also still be true because it is that they botched the hell out of that Lance situation. It's the one thing they crapped the bet on, and unfortunately, it was probably the biggest decision they're ever going to make. So when you crap the bet that badly on a decision that big, you're going to get some heat. You're going to body some shrapnel. You're going to eat some curb. And you're even going to have Jimmy G dropping a 360 slam in your face. I mean, let's not forget... Who and what the Niners actually are, though. Let me put it to you this way. It's all fun and games and jokes and dunks until the season actually starts. Once the games start, I promise you, the dunking on the Niners will come to an end and it will be their turn to start paying back all those curb stomps. They're keeping receipts. They are. I'm not saying they don't deserve the heat. They do. But they're keeping receipts. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Weird situation. But a lot of weird situations over there. Still a damn good football team. Still a damn good football team. And a very well-run organization. How do you think they've handled them? Jimmy, don't do that. Just answer the question. How do you think? It's It's not a matter of what I think. You played quarterback over there. What do you think? How do you think they've handled them? No, dude, what do you think? I'm asking you. Tell you what, you tell me what you think since I am the interviewer and you are the interviewee, and then I'll tell you what I think. How do you think they've handled them? You imagine if every time you ask somebody a question, they turn it around on you? I'm waiting for a guest to do that. That'd actually be pretty funny. Imagine me laying out some intro and introducing this guest, and then I start firing questions, and the response to every one of those questions is, well, what do you think? How do you think what, what do you them? think of the new offense? What do you think of the transfer quarterback? What do you think of the schedule? Well, what do you think? 
How do you think they've handled him? Dude, he was so pleased with himself. Dude, it's an interview. Answer the question. Good night, no!